Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And Mark, welcome to the program. It's great to have you with us. Um, we just Thanks have an economist sure. on the program who said, look, uh, you've got to start, at least start, to reopen this economy pretty quickly because if you don't, the human catastrophe from the depression, which we are rapidly entering, will be absolutely catastrophic. Are you on board with opening, reopening the economy as fast as possible? Um... Yeah, that's kind of subjective, though, because what I'm on board with is making sure I don't put my employees at risk. Their safety is paramount to anything that I do. And so if that's tomorrow, three weeks, three months, that's what I'm going to do. Um, there's just nothing more important to me. So you're going with health concerns rather than economic concerns. Your priority is health, right? Without question. I mean, look, my employees, hopefully, uh, to some extent, are family, and I, I wouldn't ask them to do anything that I wouldn't ask my family to do. Now, that said, Stuart, I'm a capitalist through and through. I'm an entrepreneur. I try to be an innovator. I think we will be able to create new opportunities, and the way we did business before probably is going to change. So whatever that day is when the doors open, Every entrepreneur in this country is going to try to find a better way to do business. So while I don't think we, could, we can just recreate what we did before, I do think we're going to be able to create an America 2.0 where we do things better, we do things a little bit smarter, and we take into consideration the health concerns. Because I do agree that a significant economic toll has significant health consequences. If people can't get to hospitals, if yeah. people you know, suffer from depression, commit suicide— those are horrific endings, so we're going to have to innovate. We can't be dogmatic about this and say either we're open or we're closed. We've got to just you know, rely on that entrepreneurial spirit we have and say, you know what, let's find a better way. Um, now, you're the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. Okay? Everybody knows that. Dr. Fauci uh, said earlier this morning that sports doesn't start up again this summer unless, unless fans are banned. What do you say to that? I'm okay with it. I really am. Um, I think the NBA has a moral obligation to come back as soon as we can. And because people need sports, we need something to cheer for, something to get behind communally. You know, all the people rooting in North Texas for the Dallas Mavericks, the Dallas Cowboys, that's important. Um, and if it means not having fans and just streaming and broadcasting the games on television, I'm all for it because it's just, it's good for the psyche. For all the reasons when you talked earlier about the, the, the side effects of an economic depression and not moving forward, we want to, you know, having sports will help us deal with that, will help us deal with those negative side effects and give people something to get excited about. As I understand it, the NBA does have a plan of like a 25-day program before a very short season. Are you on board with that? I don't know the details yet. I'll, you know, all I know is we're going to have a call here shortly to discuss it. And that the commissioner, Adam Silver, said, you know, that he's not really going to entertain alternatives until May 1st. You know, it's just the circumstances we're in. There's so much imperfect information, Stuart, 
you know, sometimes just being patient is the best way to go. And I think, you know, that's, that's the approach the NBA has taken. You've hinted about running for the presidency. You want to tell us more? Yeah, there's not more, a lot more to, to say. Right now, I'm supporting the president. I'm here to help him on his council. Whatever I can do as an American citizen, I'm, I'm all in. You know, this is a unique time, and I give the president credit for asking for help. And he called my name, and I'm, I'm ready to step up to the plate and help. If you did run for the presidency as an independent, <laughs> I can see you smiling here. Uh, if you yeah. did, I know this is a hypothetical, but if you did, <laughs> you know that would split the vote um, between the Democrat and the independent, and you would usher in a second term for President Trump, wouldn't you? Not necessarily. I mean, you know, I, I'm very conservative on a lot of economic fronts, and so. You know, if, if and when I did, again, it's a long, long, long shot, and I'd, I'd, vote, I'd root against it right now or bet against it right now. But I, I think a lot of conservatives would be very interested in what I have to say on the economic side. Okay. Would you tell us what you've got to say on the economic side? Go ahead. This is an economic <laughs> program, huh, Mark. Well, I'll tell you right off the bat what, what I would do. I don't know that the PPP programs and the EIDL, SBA programs are working or what we're doing to try to get businesses back to work. Um, I just think there were a lot of things that, that create too much friction. I'd work with the Fed and the Treasury and banks to install an overdraft protection program, and that allowed small businesses and medium-sized businesses in particular to continue business as usual. So rather than having to apply for a loan, then potentially have the banks go through their approval process and then have the Treasury have to um, fund the banks after the fact, by just allowing small businesses to continue to write checks, knowing they're not going to bounce for selected categories, knowing that banks already have fraud administration programs in place and money laundering programs in place. I think we could do a friction free approach once we um, to keeping the economy open. And I think that would be a huge step forward. I think we have to start talking about robotics taxes, because when we get back to work, if we're really going to bring manufacturing back here, we can't try to recreate the manufacturing of the past where we put everybody in the assembly line and pretend that there's going to be a lot of manufacturing jobs. We have to invest as a country in robotics because that's the way we're going to be able to bring manufacturing over here and beat the pants off the Chinese at what they do best, which is low-cost manufacturing. So by having a robotics tax of, let's say, 12 percent, which mimics what we do for Social Security taxes, we can put 9 percent to the Social Security and Treasury Fund, 3 percent reinvested into robotics, and allow us to really create an America 2.0 that that um, competes globally in robotics and artificial intelligence that really establishes us for who we are, the leader economically in the world. So you asked for the two-minute synopsis. There you go. 